Hi, my name's Dave Green. I'm the CMO of Demand Matrix. And this series at Sunnyside Up is about marketing, product management, sales, and leadership. I am here today with Jeff Roars, who is the CMO at a great company called Yext, which is a digital knowledge management platform. And uh, Jeff and I go back a little ways. We wanted to talk today about content gating. And before we do, I wondered if you could just talk a little bit about what the problem is that Yex solves for customers. Sure. So our vision is that consumers deserve perfect information everywhere across all of the intelligence services that they use in a given day to navigate and discover the world around them. And in order to do that, we put businesses, our customers, in control of their uh, information, their digital knowledge everywhere we possibly can. So we have um, a digital knowledge platform known as the X Knowledge Engine. It integrates with hundreds of services, including Google and Facebook, uh, Apple Maps, Siri, uh, pretty much anything you can think of so that a business can update information like name, address, phone number, menu, doctor information, doctor certifications, uh, insurance uh, information, other things of that nature, facts effectively, that a consumer might be looking for and need and uh, update it in our platform and publish it everywhere at once with the push of a button. Um, that's really kind of the, the core piece of what we do, but it goes beyond that as we also help manage uh, reputation on behalf of customers who use our Yext Reviews product, generating first-party reviews, also uh, listening, competitive monitoring, uh, essentially getting a sense for where they are in the marketplace and making sure that consumers can connect with them uh, and that's a, a complimentary service because obviously when you're dealing with local brick and mortar businesses or local individuals, the reviews space has become critically important. So uh, we really aim to help our customers control uh, the information about their business uh, so that consumers get better information in the palm of their hand. I'm would you mind just telling the uh, audience a little bit about some of the background and successes you've had with content marketing, uh, both at Yext and, and earlier in your career, if you'd like? Sure. I'm actually a recovering attorney by degree and, uh, and practice. In the mid-90s, I was an attorney for a couple of years before jumping to LexisNexis, and I had caught the internet bug when I was doing a, a dual degree master's program at Boston University. When I jumped to LexisNexis, I hadn't really connected the dots on this until recently, I kind of started to get into early content marketing and marketing in general just kind of by accident because we had a competitive threat, a, a competitor had come out with a product that was far inferior to ours, but because of the way it leveraged technology, a lot of attorneys felt it, it felt superior, uh, but there were some real legal ramifications to relying on this particular product. And so I took it on myself just as a, a field seller and educator to create my own marketing materials and content to educate uh, my users as to the pitfalls of that product. And that caught the eye of the marketing team. And I got this call one day and, and thought I was going to get my hand slapped. And lo and behold, they said, hey, can we take this national? Uh, and so now as I trace it back, uh, that might have been the earliest stages of content marketing. But then when I ended up joining Exact Target, I had the great opportunity with, to work with a great CMO and Tim Kopp. Uh, and some other great folks like Morgan Stewart, who's now the, the CEO and founder of Trendline Interactive. And we um, created a research series called Subscribers, Fans, and Followers, uh, which was supposed to just be kind of one white paper and turned out to be a three-year, 25-release uh, odyssey examining the changing nature of relationship between brands and consumers through the different channels they used, email, 
social, Twitter, text, et cetera. And that then served to be the springboard for my book, Audience Marketing in the Age of Subscribers, Fans, and Followers. So content marketing has always been near and dear to my heart, uh, well before it was even called content marketing. Um, at Yext, then, what is the core objective or objectives you have for content marketing? What are you trying to accomplish with it? So our principal one is, uh, like most companies, and that is demand generation. So uh, we tend to gate uh, the vast majority of our content um, that would be, you know, ebooks or white papers or webinar registrations, those types of things. And the things that we don't content gate would be things like the blog uh, or our publication. We have a wholly owned publication called geomarketing.com that covers the world of marketing. And all of that is available without any gating. How do you decide what should be gated or, or, or what to not gate and give away freely? Um, if, if we have a piece that we have invested a significant amount of time in, it's part of a campaign we're doing in a given quarter uh, or a spinoff of existing content, then we're going to gate that. Um, certainly webinars, certain white paper downloads, because you want to create those initial points of ability to um, acknowledge that this is a, a lead and then create nurture opportunities potentially down the line, uh, but certainly outreach opportunities at that time. If it is a shorter form article type of piece, then that falls into, you know, blog or geomarketing and, and those aren't gated. So really, it, it's interesting. It, it, it really does not hit my radar on a, on a weekly, monthly basis. It's, it's almost kind of a fait accompli that we've kind of created a motion whereby we know what to gate and we know what not to. Perfect. Well, I heard at the beginning that your uh, primary objective was demand generation and capturing leads for the uh, uh, salespeople and SDRs across your organization. Beyond that, is there any way that the buyer's journey impacts your content gating strategy? I would say right now, uh, we're at a point of evolution of getting uh, more sophisticated with regard to looking at marketing automation and nurturing and things of that nature. So, you know, were you to ask me that question perhaps in another six months, uh, I think you'd probably get a more specific answer. Uh, right now, I think it is enough for us to be looking across our digital portfolio and, and make sure that we're optimizing every touch, every type of conversion opportunity. In addition to content, we have tools um, like our, uh, our, our location and knowledge scan apps, uh, where people can you know, input an address of their business to understand how is the digital ecosystem reflecting their core uh, location information, let's say. Is it, is it accurate? Is it inaccurate, et cetera? Um, something like that is a very key important thing to gate for us um, to drive and generate leads. And so, you know, as I, as I kind of look at the, the, the gating and the, and the life cycle structure, I think there are opportunities for us to, uh, to optimize. And certainly some of the content that you wouldn't gate is, is post first engagement. So once you've actually got the information about the individual uh, who's expressed interest, now you are more than willing to provide them ungated content um, as long as you have the ability to track that back and, and nurture the individual appropriately. And so I, I think for us, it's, it's a, moving, a moving target. Uh, but I will say this, you know, you asked me the, the principal goal of content. I'd be remiss if I didn't say it was Mangen, but there's another big piece for us, and that is education. Uh, we are carving out a category, digital knowledge management, and there are, you know, there are really no other companies in total doing what we're doing. And so we have to be creating content that educates the marketplace as to why this is an important process, an important technology, an important thing to embrace. And if you want to think of live presentations as ungated content, that certainly 
is a big part of this as well, getting out there and proselytizing, taking that print content or that webinar content that we might put behind a gate and taking it to a stage where the only gate is, did you register for this conference or not? And, uh, and, and spreading that gospel of digital knowledge management. Are you seeing uh, account-based marketing having any impact on the thinking you and your team have around gating content? Uh, absolutely, but I define account-based marketing very broadly. Uh, most marketers tend to gravitate immediately towards the technological piece of it and the, and the software as a service that you might buy uh, to support account-based marketing, you know, highly targeted marketing within just a specific number of entities as opposed to that broad-based shotgun type of approach. Uh, for me, however, account-based marketing is much more of a holistic practice whereby you're identifying the accounts that you want to engage with in a given quarter or period of time and developing a more holistic strategy that doesn't just impact uh, the technological ways in which you can engage them through email, through content, through web, et cetera, but also the physical ways through uh, events, be they sponsored or owned or field marketing events, uh, through direct mail, you know, all of the different ways that you could potentially touch and influence that account. So, you know, we, take, we try to take a, a holistic view there, and that requires our marketing organization to be hand in glove with regional sellers and our sales leaders to ensure that we're on the same page as to, you know, what are those accounts uh, that we are trying to bring in with a given quarter so that we're being wise uh, not only with our spend, but we're being wise with our personal outreach at these live events. One of the things that happens with a lot of content that's gated is it's put in a PDF form, an ebook or a white paper uh, are real common examples. And of course, you know that someone downloaded it, but you don't really know to what degree they engaged with that content. You know, did they read it? Uh, did they drop off at some point? What are you doing to make sure that you can optimize the content? On the PDF side of things, white paper ebooks, we're, yep. we're not looking deep into that engagement. But I'll give you a specific project uh, that provided some insights. So I worked with uh, Dwayne Forrester, who is our vice president of industry insights. He used to head up Bing Webmaster Tools, very rich, deep search engine marketing and search engine optimization knowledge. And when he came on board, uh, we identified a number of kind of FUD factors out in the marketplace, misunderstandings about our technology or what we do as a company. And so he set forth and put together a 10-part blog series called A Better Way with Yext, in which he addressed each one of those FUD factors in a blog post. So we first released those as individual posts. Then we uh, aggregated them into a downloadable gated PDF. So you could get all that content on our blog without having to go through a gated mechanism. But here, if you want it bundled, you're going to get it through that mechanism. We're able to look at the analytics on the website and understand where are the points of engagement, uh, which of these topics has the greatest traction, and then begin to cook that into our thinking downstream about how do we support that with webinar content or other educational materials because of where there's greatest interest. I think in our space, and it might be a little bit unique because we are truly carving out a, a, a new category. There's just so much greenfield that it's more about creating this breadth of topical content around the, the key movers than it is right now to get into individual piece optimization. We're more interested. So Dwayne also did a great piece called How Voice Search Changes Everything. And 
where our optimization efforts are is, okay, we released that late last year. Then we had a great couple of live sessions at our Onward conference uh, featuring David Spitsky from Amazon and a gentleman who invented the Cortana and a gentleman from Google who was on voice. And then we involved those folks in some webinars in the early first quarter. Then we spun off a checklist and Dwayne did another uh, webinar about the SEO implications of voice and how you needed to think about SEO in terms of voice search. And so it's really created this cascading uh, family tree of content, not necessarily looking into that original release, that original white paper as to what did it people look at in this PDF, so much as, as we created it, reacting to wow, there is a lot of interest here. We're seeing a lot of uptick. We're seeing a lot of engagement. It's very uh, related to our business because since we are the factual platform and voice search delivers singular answers instead of you know 10 blue links, um, how does your business become the answer? And it, it is about getting your, your house in order when it comes to your digital knowledge and the facts about your business, your people, your products, your menu, your locations. And so it yielded this family tree approach to the content as opposed to a deep optimization on a single piece. Your technology, you said, was a, you know, a new technology that people didn't really understand. It's not an old category like marketing automation. Does that influence what you give away? I heard you, you're out there freely talking, but does that change your thinking at all? Uh, I think it's a great question. Uh, I'm not sure it so much influences what we give away as it definitely influences where I invest our dollars as a marketing organization so that we are building out our content capabilities, that we've built out our field marketing capabilities. Um, this is about education on the front end through content, and it's about creating relationships throughout the funnel and after sale. Uh, so, and, and, and again, it's because we do not have a large number of uh, equally sized competitors whose marketing dollars are contributing to the awareness of this entire category of digital knowledge management. So it being up to us, uh, we have to seek out more stages. We have to you know, create more events. We have to create more content um, that resonates with different uh, industries and in different reasons. And our voice search content is flying off the shelf because that is just tremendously topical. And um, kudos to Dwayne and our team. You know, I was, I was at a breakfast this week and there was a, a VC across the table from me who was talking about how she had leveraged this uh, white paper that we had produced and actually shares it with her folks. So when it resonates beyond just our buyer set, that's actually a good thing because it's creating awareness for us. And as a, as a public company, that's important. What's your strategy to try to reduce the bad information that you might get uh, in a lead form? Uh, I you know, I really don't have any desire to reduce it. Uh, that's self-selection in my mind. And we're constantly evaluating what is the right type of outreach based on the right type of content. So is this content, you know, top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel? And, and from there, I, I look at it and I, you know, would it be great if everybody filled out their information? I'm not, I'm not totally sure. If you want to self-select out, I'm fine with that. And if you keep finding yourself uh, engaged with our content and it's relevant to your business, at some point you will fill out that form. Otherwise, that I'm fine to educate the marketplace and thought leaders and agencies and others who might just want to download the content because it's of interest to them uh, for a project that they're working on. So given all of that, what's your vision for the future of content marketing in this area of content gating? 
I don't know if I have the breadth of vision into what others are doing to be able to necessarily predict uh, what will happen overall. I don't see gating going away. I certainly do think that uh, GDPR uh, coming out of uh, the Eurozone is going to have a huge impact uh, on gating. And you, you actually will probably see more of it because you need to have an overt opt-in and you need to have a very locked-in process to then opt-out folks or cleanse your database uh, after a certain period of time or, you know, with an initiated uh, request to be forgotten, forget an individual who subscribes. So if anything, I think some of those forces are going to lock in gating because businesses still need ways to collect interest. And buyers, you know, again, buyers don't want spammy, aggressive, you know, overburdensome follow-up. But if they fill out a form, there is interest there. And so I think the point is not necessarily the gating, it's what happens after. How do you get better at engaging, better at anticipating, better at lead scoring, so that you put together the right type of follow-up to ensure that you maximize the business opportunity while minimizing the prospect's frustration well, finally, Jeff, have you or your team seen any tools in the area of content marketing or content gating that you think other people might want to know about? A lot of what we do is not based on a sophisticated set of tools. The lion's share of the investment is in the people and the process to produce high quality content. When you get that team together, you will see just seismic result changes. We've got a bunch of smart folks who can read the signs in the marketplace and say, you know what, this is a breaking trend. This is something that's relevant to our business. Our, our customers are going to have questions about this. We could write this type of piece. And they're thinking around corners. Words of wisdom indeed. I think uh, some of us have gotten technology fatigue from time to time, and uh, we forget about the uh, the underlying importance of the uh, people in the process. I couldn't agree more. Jeff, thank you so much. Uh, really insightful observations about content marketing and content gating. Uh, any final thoughts that you have before we uh, wish you well? It's all iterative. Uh, nobody gets it right out of the box. Uh, your business change, your consumers change. And so I think content marketing is about uh, being adaptable and listening to the marketplace, trying to connect what you do to the cultural or business touch points that ultimately uh, emotionally move that buyer. Um, as I say often, the B2B sales process and, and purchase process is a far more emotional one than B2C because your job is often on the line. And so if you come at it with that, uh, you have an empathy for your buyer that can really guide and improve all of your efforts. Jeff Roars, CMO of Yext. Thank you so much. Uh, great stuff. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.